you know, to be honest, I, um, out of, out of trying everything as far as like websites, um, the whole matrimonial events held at different, you know, banquet halls, um, trying through my parents, trying through the apps, I would say personally, and this is just my opinion, the apps are the most, not, not just convenient, but they're just, there's so much better than any other method in my opinion, because much, much of it is you're doing the work, right? So it's all on you. And, you know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to be on the app, you just deactivate your account, right? Like, okay, I'm taking a break from courting. But if you want to be on the app, then you're on the app and you get to choose who you want to swipe with. You know, maybe you do match with someone and you can, the two of you start messaging each other. Like there was this one time I used some Muslim website, right? So this is a website. And (laughs) the entire time I was actually talking to the mom, not even like the girl herself. And I was just like, okay, so when do I actually talk to the girl? And, you know, this is a, you know, a a Muslim family with just different perspectives. They have different views on things. And she said, well, you know, you can talk to her once and meet her once. That's it. And I'm like, okay. Um, And then she said something about, you know, she was like, well, you know, it's, it's against our religion of, of things like um, intermixing things like that. And I'm like, you know, I'm not here to, be lectured on that i just wanted to talk to your daughter (laughs) but yeah the you know the apps i like they're 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 great and they've gotten a lot better i remember the first time i got on to sadams um back then it was called minder Mm -hmm. which thank god they changed the name because man that's not had not had a good talk about imitation of kufar right there yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i get on to you know, at the time it's Minder, I get on and it was interesting, right? Cause it's like, oh, this is new, right? There's a Muslim version of, you know, just trying to get married using an app. And now the apps have gotten so much better. Like Sanams, I would say has just like it. I mean, this is it. This is the app for wanting to get married. You know, a person wanting to get married. Um, if a person wants to start the premarital process, right? Like a young Muslim man, a young Muslim woman, they want to start this premarital process, this courting process. What are some things that they should keep in mind? Uh, so many, man. Uh, where to begin? Um, I think the first thing is you have to ask yourself, are you a girl or a woman? Are you a boy or a man? And if you don't know how to answer that, then you're not ready. <laughs> right? Um Life skills is very important in general. Again, my general advice to both people, life skills, male and female. Um, but I would have a very different you know, feedback for men than women, right? As far as, because we are essentially expected form, formally, religiously and socially to play specific role, right? Just like a woman is objectively likely gonna get pregnant and have kids. So that affects the way she's going to be with you in the future and you with her in the future and with the offspring and so forth, right? So I think in general, you know, understanding that difference between what is a boy and a man and a girl and a woman, because there's a lot of boys and girls getting married, you know, they're in their 20s and they're in their 30s, they have salaries, they have jobs, but they're boys and girls in their head, right? They're emotionally, um, their intimacy, emotional capacity is stunted, repressed, 
not developed well. You know, people don't know how to regulate emotions. People have very little educational understanding around communication, male-female psychology, even sexuality, right? Again, if I've been watching porn for 20 years and then I, alhamdulillah, I quit for a few years and I get married, that's still, and I've never actually been on a coffee date with a woman before. I've never experienced that engaged with a feminine human being in that sense, right? I don't actually know what I'm doing, you know? How am I going to now live with this human, another woman, even though she's my wife and it's halal and all that stuff, but it's like, you don't know what you're doing, right? There's a, there's, there's whole world and language we have to decode and learn, right? Um, and it is learnable, you follow, to understand people, to empathize, to recognize what emotions are versus just your cognition, to w- interpret how sensations are in your body when you're around people or when you experience certain in, in communication or engagements with people, like that's all self-awareness, human psychology. And if I don't have that basic self-awareness one-on-one as an individual, you're not going to do so well in a relationship. So relationship is about you constantly relating to yourself in presence of relating to this other person. There's a feedback loop that goes like this with another person, right? You can't, I don't know what, what's going on with me. You're not going to do anything for them. And the woman will know it, right? And isolation and uh, for an alienation emotionally, communicatively from, for the feminine, it's like, it's, like it's, it's really painful for a lot of them, right? Because it's a, it's a core way to feel validation and connection, right? So, <clears throat> I mean, I think basic advice is, is that so far, if, if it made sense, you tell me. Yeah, recognizing if you are a boy or a man, or if you're a girl or a woman is so important. And I would say that I would add to that is that to also recognize what is a boy and what is a man and what is a girl and what is a woman is also extremely crucial. And that's something I had to learn this year. You know, I unfortunately I had to learn the hard way between what is a girl and what is a woman. You know, um, the beginning of this year I was going through a courtship and it ended, you know, the girl had ended the courtship because she had told me that she had talked to her mom and her aunts about their experiences with marriage. And they all described these negative experiences that they had. And then the girl turns around and ends the courtship. And she tells me, well, this is what happened. You know, I talked to my mom, my, my aunts about it. They had negative experiences and I'm not looking forward to marriage anymore. And just on a dime, it ends. And looking yeah. back at that today, right? So it's September. That was back in January. Looking back at that today, it's like, oh, that was a girl. And it's like, okay, well, it's, it should have. It, it's not. Mm. And it's also a great example, if I may add, of a courtship that was happening my, from probably without both sides of families knowing, which meant that the unpredictability factor of dating now exists in a Muslim courtship process, right? Because again, if it's just about me and her, I can end it, she can end it. And it's like, there's no mom and dad to call each other or there's nothing formal or expected or, or aware awareness of what's going on. So then you, we take the same risks as if we're dating Mary or Jane. It doesn't matter if she's hijabi or Muslim at that point, right? Because we've taken out that hudud, those boundaries. Make sense? But 
being a boy or a girl is more likely to come out in such situations, right? And they can come out just as much if my parents are involved, right? Especially if my parents are over-involved and I'm not being and I'm being treated like a boy and a girl the whole time. That would be a situation where irrelevant of the families being aware, it's probably still not a healthy process for the two people trying to get married because they're being treated like kids. And then they're expected to be mature, responsible, all, all of it, adults, within a week after their party, right? It's like not practical. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I made that very clear. Like when I began the courting process almost three years ago, I actually sat down to talk with my, my mother and father about like, my expectations, how I want to handle this. And to be honest, I went into it with a lot of assumptions that they were going to be adverse to my perspective. They weren't going to agree with me. And much to my surprise, they actually agreed with virtually everything I said that, you know, you can marry who you want. You know, they've always said to me that, you know, as long as you're happy, right? Like that's what something that they've always said to me. As long as I'm happy, you know, that's, that's good for them. And I think it's very crucial for a young Muslim man or a young Muslim woman that if they want to get married, just talk to your parents first, like really talk to them about it, like talk to them, tell them that you're going to start this process, you know, have that conversation with them, that open dialogue, because they may already have something in mind. They probably already do have not just something in mind, but someone in mind for you, right? So you want to set those expectations clear from the beginning right right yeah that yeah, way that your way parents, your parents do, do you know you know um, um some parents, some parents say, mashallah, mashallah, are very helpful, very helpful right they really, right? They really do, do try to arrange good, good potentials, potentials for their kids, for their kids. so, so them, having them having a reference, a reference is, very is very important you know you know um i mean um, i know i know i know a young gentleman who Single, single in his thirties, still with his parents. parents his mom, mom just, just this year, what he really liked. Really like. She always, she always thought, thought he, he, he wants what she, she desired, desired for him. Turns out, turns he's, out more, he's more into more of an exotic palette than she ever imagined. Right? So it's like stuff is important to know. Right? Not to not to project. But I think we can explore more of these topics. Inshallah, in a future podcast, because there's a lot to cover. Yeah, inshallah, absolutely. So, you know, like, obviously I'm, so I am personally in premarital counseling myself. I've been doing premarital counseling. Would you recommend people to, even if they're single and let's say they're not even courting someone at this time, mm -hmm. should they still consider premarital counseling just at least for themselves? Yeah. I mean, I would see premarital counseling as personal counseling. You know, because in order to learn about the masculine or the feminine, you have to first start by, what did I say? Step one, what's your grasp of your own self-awareness, right? Because even the things I expect or wish for or desire in a man or a woman has to do with my projections, has to do with my fantasies, my trauma, my needs, my lack of things in my life that I want overcompensated in my spouse. Like, we all have our issues, right? So that is premarital counseling is learning who you are, the person. Because a marriage, ladies and gentlemen, is a third entity born of the man and woman, right? That's all it is. So as good as marriages equals how good is this person and this person in combination with each other. You know, that's why if one person excels in a relationship at self-awareness, physical health, you know, emotional uh, health and, you know, re regulation, the other person stays the same. 
the relationship suffers. Mm. Right? Mm. It doesn't stay the same. So naturally, if I'm coming in more self-aware, more healed, um, more uh, understand my defense mechanisms, my projections, how I regulate things, things I struggle with, what are my traumas, how they may still affect me, say all that you knowing what your program is is very important before you go, you know, share a network, let's say, right? It's like you gotta know what you're getting yourself into. Like every person is like their own planet, dude, with climate and atmosphere and you know land topography and you know it's like you didn't know it was so rough in this area but it's so soft and tender in this it's like yeah because people are always simple and complex at the same time right it's like yeah. you know there's some basic things that we all i want and identify with we all want to be loved we all want to be happy we all want to be healthy we all want this we all want that but it means different things to people based on their historical program as a person. So, so what could a so what would someone expect in a premarital counseling session? So for example, um, it would be that first session would be about trying to help the person recognize, you know, number one, we can learn, let's say, relationship education right? Male and female psychology. Like some guys have no, no woman skills, dude. Like they, that's part of their premarital and personal counseling, right? Like, like they don't really get women and that's, that's not their fault. Like they just, some of them didn't grow up with sisters. They were very sheltered, right? So that's a way they're going to learn. You know, we never stop learning and education is important to, it's almost like it turns the lights on of your mind, Right. But only with that, those and then with those lights, you can see what's in front of you and do practical things with it. That's why you always have to try and practice and experience something you've learned in order for it to become knowledge. Otherwise, it remains information. And if it's not associated with the behavior, that information will eventually evaporate and it'll be as if you never learned it. Right. That's why certain things stick and certain things don't, because there's always an associative conscious link to it in the person, emotional, behavioral or otherwise. Right. And so um, premarital counseling begins with the exploration of self-awareness, right? Because I'm only going to be as like some people, for example, they say, I want to do premarital counseling. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. How do I do this? And I'm like, well, what do you bring to the table? Mm. And a lot of people don't always answer that stuff really clearly or right away. Like, huh? Like, what do you, what are you actually bringing to the table for this person? Do you know what you do? What, what are you giving? What do you have? Right? Because a lot of times, again, depending on our programming, we see marriage as just an extension or utility of our family expectation or our personal utility. Right? So yeah. I want a husband who does this and does that. And I want a woman who's like this and like that. It's like, well, what are you like? What are you going to give? What do you bring to the table? What value do you have? Why should they marry you over the infinite other potentials that exist right now on the planet? We got to think about stuff like that. And that's part of premarital yeah. counseling because it's part of personal counseling, right? Yeah. I was also in the phase uh, of doing the whole bio data thing of trying to get married, right? Like you send your bio data, whatever. And um, I, I, I had my sort of bio data revamped, <laughs> if you will. And it was just so much more personable. Like, right, it started out off with, I mean, I don't have it with me, but from what I can remember, 
it started off by saying, you know, I love my coffee in the morning after, uh, after Fedger. And, you know, I like it a little bitter and a little sweet. And it was just extremely personable. And I remember when I used this sort of bio data on these websites and even on Salams, to be honest, I would have sisters tell me like, I, I, like I had this one sister, she told me that when she read it, she was like, I, I felt like I was connecting to a human. Finally, she said, she's like, I finally felt like I was connecting to a human. Cause most of these wow. bio datas is like, you know, I'm <laughs> my, cause like my old bio data used to be like, I'm five eleven. <laughs> I'm from Pakistan. You know, I listen to this podcast, Islamic podcast. I like this, like, you know, Nasheed artist, right? It was so basic and dull and like, there was no life or energy. There was no heart in those biodatas. You made it meaningful and personable, right? Yeah. Which made you connect yeah. to people that were also looking for that same thing. Right. And so that's a great example of that. You know, it's uh there's a lot of biodatas. They're very cold and, uh, you know, third person, like you, the mom's not even shy. She's like, my daughter, mashallah, this, my daughter, that my daughter went to school here. She's this, she's that. And that's usually more about the parents selling their kids to each other. <laughs> right. You're yeah. actually representing yourself when you have a profile like this, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's also a different distinction. And that's also a sign of whether or not you're a boy or a girl is if your mom or dad's writing it for you, to show other parents, right? That's, you're not yeah. an adult. You're, you're being pawned. You're basically a sale between a family, right? It's like, do you want, what do you think of it? It's like, but again, there's nothing wrong with your parents being involved as long as you're involved and it's your voice. Yes. You understand? Yes. Like if you guys sit down and write your bio data together or you write your, your own and then you have mom check it out and, be, and she, your mom's like, dude, this is so refreshing because I've read so many other bio datas and they're like, I love your son. This is so personal. Like that there's nothing that's good. Get the feedback from your parents, especially if they care about you and want you to succeed in this. Right. Yeah. So that's but it's a great sign. Right. It shows you the importance of being sincere and authentic as a person which doesn't come easily for a lot of people who lack self-awareness. Another reason to do counseling, right? It's because if I've been programmed all my life that I'm good and proper when I am like this and act this way and believe this way, there's no other reason for me to think I'm not self-aware or authentic, right? Because I'm constantly being programmed and conditioned and validated when I follow this protocol. So you, that's why sometimes when we go through a fitna, a tragedy in life or a tension in life or a travel or you do something individually, it breaks you out of that mold, which is why adolescents tend to be the way they are because they're at that age where they're like, they want to individuate so bad because it's like, imagine you're awakening to, dude, all my life, I've just been my parents' kid. Now I'm 12, 13, 14, 15. I'm reaching puberty. People are giving me attention and connecting with me based on different terms and values that my parents have always taught me. This is who you are. And this is what makes you good. That's a existential crack open for, for mm. people, right? So that's why teenagers yeah. love spending time with their friends more than family because they get to explore the contours of themselves and there's no judgment, right? And there's always a place they feel accepted and bonded. We don't always get that with our own damn family, right? So naturally, it's hard to compete with when you look at that. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So 
we sort of talked about like what a person could expect in a premarital counseling session if it's just him or her and the counselor. But what about if there is a guy and a girl and they're considering marriage during that courting process together and they both go into that premarital counseling session together? What are some things that they both could expect? Oh, that's even better set up. Um, that, in that situation, my process is still, I would have personal sessions with each individual to learn more of who they are. And then that would be in parallel to what we call teamwork, where we begin exploring and practicing and facilitating activities and educational um, content that will teach them how to engage, communicate in a healthy way, to understand what are human, basic human conditions and needs that we have, uh, both male and female, as well as the, the, some of those distinctions because of our physiology and psychology and even cosmology, if that's part of our worldview, right? And so typically we cover things like communication skills, self-awareness, family, and heritage, which connects to our needs, expectations in marriage, right? Um, understandings of these kind of big fluffy terms like love and, and appreciation and respect and try and understand what these things actually mean to us. And does that mean, does res- me being respected or loved by my spouse actually mean something to me, Kareem, or is it just what I've been taught to say about love and respect? Because that's how my parents are, or that's how they reacted. Or, you know, even if I witnessed my family disrespect each other or not be loving, that's my program. Like, I don't know any better. Right. So all those things we have to wake up to. And premarital counseling is a way for us to address things that are practical um, and learn things that we may have never known. And I have heard it so many times, no more. I wish I knew this before I got married. And those are people who wish they did premarital counseling or premarital education or book or read or explore. Like we spend more time planning our parties and weddings and rukshatis than we do actually investing in our own human psychology and healing and relationship skills, right? Or life skills, right? Mm-hmm. So that's um, typically what we do is focus on self-awareness communication and then exploring values and where they come from and why. And that has a lot to do with our family background. And then with that grounding, we're able to then look into how we want to pave the future forward. Right. And then we examine things like families and is there current tension between families? Because that's always usually part of some program, right? A family process, right? It's like either the families are getting along really well or, you know, there's some tension. And those things have to be dealt with because they affect that couple, right? Especially if, um, if, I, if I am very enmeshed or codependent in my family system, right? That's going to play a big role in my premarital um, problems, right? It's like some people, their problems premarity are actually not their problems, like the couple. They're problems that the mom made for them, right? They're problems that, that one child can't get over because they know the parents won't accept or this, or they don't have the... So all of that you have to look into, right? Um, but anyways, there's a lot to cover. We can, inshallah, go into more details uh, at a, a future show. Inshallah. Inshallah. Kareem, where can people find you online? I'm barely online, um, but I do have a website, <laughs> nudehumanconsulting.com. 
Um, I do have, of course, Instagram and all these things. I just haven't been active much. Uh, frankly, it's because Alhamdulillah, Allah has kept me very productive and busy work-wise. And uh, I have, you know, a, a growing big family, mashallah. Uh, but you can find me at newhumanconsulting.com. Uh, I also have a Coffee with Kareem podcast and uh, hope to promote your show there too as well, inshallah. Sure. And uh, yeah, coffeewithkareem.com, newhumanconsulting.com. That'll take you to everything else. Okay, sounds good, man. Kareem, I really appreciate you being on the show today and you know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and bless your work. I know you're doing a lot of great work and I know that you have helped hundreds of people over the, or the course of your work and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for each and every amount of it and make it a means that you are given Jannah. Shana. I mean, ya Rab, I mean, and may Allah also give you the best in this life and the next in your family and uh, look forward to our next uh, meeting. Inshallah, it was a pleasure. Sidi Noman. Jazakallah khair. Wa'alaikum habibi. All right. So Thanks for tuning in to the Coffee with Kareem podcast. Don't forget to leave us a lovely review on iTunes on any platform and sponsor the show today at patreon.com. Links are in every description of every show.